all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we are open and we are ready. We are open and we are ready. We are open and we are ready. We are open and we're ready. What does that mean? God, speak to us now. Give us clarity. Give us direction. Give us correction. God, give us clarity. Give us courage. Give us direction. God, give us confidence. Father, we are open and we are ready to receive. We lay down our burdens so that we can receive. We lay down our worries so that we can receive. Father, we believe the word that the next 12 months of our life, they shall be the best 12 months of our life. Why do we repeat that? That means you're always taking us from glory to glory and from level to level and from faith to faith. God, we declare that we have great expectancy how you're going to speak to us now in Jesus name if that's you I need you to worship for five seconds go five four come on 1115 three come on 1115 two one somebody holler yes Lord Let's go to work. So we're in week three of our series, Proverbs, which means wise sayings. I teach in series at Harvest because I want you to get results. Listen to me. I do not want you to simply go through the ritual and the routine of church and never get any results from church. Hear me. At church, we learn the gospel. Say gospel. Gospel means good news. And the good news is that the bad news is wrong. Watch me. And good news means that that news works. It means that that news gets you results. What good is a God that cannot get you results? I'm going to tell you, your God is not only a God that gets you results and fruitfulness, but watch me. What you have seen him do up to this point is only a preview because what's ahead of you is better than what's been. I need you to talk to your neighbor and watch me. If you're next to a neighbor that don't want to talk, get up and go sit somewhere else. You need some agreement on your role because you and your neighbor are about to see God outdo himself in the next 12 months. You thought life was good, baby. You ain't seen nothing yet. Elbow somebody and say, it's about to get a whole lot better. Go. Proverbs 4, 7. 
Proverbs 4, 7 says this, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom, which means wisdom must be pursued. Wisdom will not just be dropped on you. Wisdom will not just, you're not just going to wake up one day and be wise. Pay attention. The beginning of wisdom is this, go get it. Somebody say, I'm getting what's mine. You get a lot of stuff. You get your hair done. You get your nails done. You get a boyfriend. You get a girlfriend. You get a new house. You get a new car. Watch me. You help people get their stuff together. You get your stuff together. But the Bible says the most important thing that you can get is wisdom. Why? Because when I get wisdom, I'm never afraid of starting over again because I know how to do it. Watch me. When I get wisdom, I'm never afraid of you walking out on me. Why? Because I've got wisdom on how to rebuild. See, knowledge is the information, but wisdom is the revelation. Knowledge is the what? but wisdom is the why. And if I understand why, I can always rebuild the what. And for some of you, I'm here to tell you, you're not too old. Because some of you thought your best days were behind you because, oh, Bishop, I'm in my 40s. Baby, that's young. I'm in my 50s. You're still young. 60s, you're still young. 70s, you're still young. 80s, you're still young. What if I told you if you still have a pulse, that means God still has a plan. He says, get wisdom. Even if it costs you everything that you have, I need you to pay the cost. Pay, pay attention. You pay now or you pay later. If you pay later, you must pay greater. So wise people say, tell me what I need to know now so that I don't make the same mistakes over and over again. And for some of you, today is going to be the day you finally get off the merry-go-round of life. If it keeps repeating, that means you have not yet gained wisdom from it. And for some of you, your cycles and your circles are coming to an end today. Can I tell you how I know? Because they've been intense lately. Where are the people in this building and online that can say, there's certain areas of your life like, I've seen this before. Guess what? Today shall be the last day. You, the enemy you have seen, you shall see no more again for... If it costs you all you have. Listen, God says, I need you to be willing to pay the price for wisdom. And I told you that there are three ways you get wisdom. Three primary ways. Number one, your leader. That's why the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 3, I will give you shepherds after my own heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. That's wisdom. That's what this whole series is about. Listen, experience is not the greatest teacher. Somebody else's is. I don't have to go through it if I can learn from somebody else's mistake. Some of y'all, you got to get out of this thing. I just need to experience it for myself. That's foolish. You need to listen to somebody else's experience so that you understand what to avoid, what not to do, what to look out for. Watch me. The second way is your labor. The Bible, we looked at the scripture in Ecclesiastes and it talked about how when the axe is dull, you're going to have to work extra hard, but wisdom brings success, which means there are certain things that you have gone through and God says, I needed you to learn from. Like you didn't just work that job for nothing. See, for many people, because you won't extract the lesson from your labor, you end up working for free. You missed it. So I'll say it again. Because, no, you got a check, but watch me, but you didn't get wisdom. You got a pension, but you didn't get wisdom. You got a 401k, but you didn't get wisdom. Everything you have done in your life up to this point, God says, I intended to use it for my glory. Watch me, and I wanted you to get some wisdom from it. I needed you to work that fast food job so that you learn consistency. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. I needed you to work under that boss so that you would learn, watch me, how to put your feelings aside and learn how to deal with difficult people. I needed them to do you wrong on your job so that you would learn that I'm your source and not some company, not some check. I... See, I learned from my labor. And then finally, your losses. And this is what I want to deal with today. Ecclesiastes 1.18, for with much wisdom uh, comes much sorrow. Shut up. I don't mean literally shut up. I just mean it's good. Watch me. Ecclesiastes, which literally is written to the ecclesia, the called out. So this is literally a book that is written to church people. Watch what he says. 
He says, for the more wisdom you have, this means the more sorrow that you're going through. Pay attention. For those of you that are like, God, why do I have to go through all of this? Could it be you were not picked on, but you were picked to be the wise one? Joseph, you went through hell, but you were picked to be the wise one. So that years later, your brothers were going to have to come to you in order to get what it was that they needed. Open your mouth say this. I wasn't picked on. Say, I was picked Watch me. For with much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more the knowledge, the more the grief. Listen to this. This is deep because essentially he's saying the wiser you are, watch me, the more wounds you will have. But that wisdom, what did we learn last week? It brings you honor and glory. So check it out. I cannot be wise without wounds, but those wounds hurt. So here's what I want to teach you today. What hurt you deepest helped you most. Matter of fact, can I be more specific? What hurt deepest actually helped you the most. Let's look at Job. I'm going fast because I got stuck here at the 915. All right, so we're going to go through this thing like Speedy Gonzalez. All right, handle, handle, I can't say no more. Look, let's go. This is Job. Now, let's recall Job. Job, one day there's a meeting in, in heaven. The sons of God, the archangels, watch me, they are walking around and they're having a meeting. And Satan comes into the meeting. And Satan comes into the meeting and God says to him, where you been? Pay attention. Church people, stop giving the devil so much credit. The devil doing this, the devil doing this, the devil doing this. Uh-uh. He's got to walk to get to where he wants. He's not omnipresent. Which means if you are dealing with something that's a spiritual attack, that must mean you a bad somebody. The Lord says to Satan, he says, have you considered my servant Job that there is no one like him? Watch me. It wasn't Satan that brought Job up. It was God that brought Job up. Let me help you. It was God that volunteered you for your valley. It was God that recommended you for your wounds. Pay attention. He says, well, okay, you can go. And then they go. And Satan leaves. And when he leaves, on one day, Job gets bad news report after bad news report after bad news report. Back to back to back. You ever had a day where you were like, if one more person comes to me with some bad news, I'm going to snap, cracker, and pop. It's going to be a whole Rice Krispies treat up in here. Back-to-back report. And then his children died. Their houses collapsed. Everything that he had built, he loses it all in one day. And the Bible says at the end of that first day, Job falls to his knees and he worships. Wait a minute. You know you somebody when everything can go wrong. And before you cuss, let's be honest. Before you act a fool, let's be honest. Before you get on the phone and call your homeboy, call your homegirl, you fall to your knees. And you worship. I just need to check this building. I need to check my digital canvases. Are there any worshipers that have learned how to worship even if you're wounded? Everybody can't do this because everybody don't love him. Some people use him just to get the benefits. But where are the people in the building that love him? Even if I'm wounded, I will worship. Even if I'm wounded, I... Why? Because I love him. And even if I don't understand what's going on, I love him. There are too many Christians, watch me, let's be honest, where you use him as if he's a sugar daddy because the only time you worship is when you want something. But I think there's a few of us that have graduated beyond cast, cause, and clothes to where I do it because I love him. I love him, 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 I love him. I love him. So watch. Then there's another meeting in heaven. And then at the second meeting, Satan is in the meeting again. And the Lord says to Satan, he says, have you considered my servant Job? Listen, let's be honest. I'd be like, God, can you stop volunteering me for something? <laughs> Satan's like, 
He's like, he says, you, you incited him against me without cause. You incited him against me without cause. And Satan says, well, does Job fear God for nothing? He says, you got a hedge of protection around him. He says, but if you remove the hedge, I bet you he's going to curse you to your face. I bet he will. I bet you he's going to curse you to your face. And for a moment, pay attention to 1115. For a moment, the Lord, watch me, he removes the hedge. What if I said to some of you all that the reason some of what you've dealt with has felt so unusual is because for a moment he had to drop the shield. There's stuff you normally wouldn't be phased by, but this time it got to you. Normally, if you go through a relationship issue, you ain't tripping, but this time it did something to you. Normally, you're not concerned to go through family issues, but this time it did something to you. But I'm going to tell you it was only temporary. I so that day, Job, his body's attacked, and, and that day he, he gets these great boils, and so much so that he's shaving these things that have begun to grow on his skin. And his wife says to him, because here's what you need to know, that whenever you are dealing with hurt, watch me, there will always be somebody crazy that tries to pull you into a crazy, but be careful who you're talking to when you're wounded. Because you're open at that moment. And the wrong person might say the wrong stuff to get you to do the wrong thing. I'm so glad that may have worked last year, but it ain't going to work this year. I, it was somebody next to you said, be careful who you're talking to. Be Notice it's his wife, which means you got to be careful because sometimes the enemy will come through somebody close to you. And you'll think, well, that's my wife. Well, okay, but in this moment, she's crazy. That's my husband. No, I mean exactly what I said. That's my mama. Well, your mama crazy right now. Because you know what she tells Job? You ought to curse God and die. Baby pie, if you only knew what God has brought me through, how dare you even suggest that I turn my back on him? So look at how Job feels. Here's Job's hurt. Job's three friends come to him, and they had this meeting, and, 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 and they don't talk for days. Job was in so much pain. They had nothing to say. You know you're in pain. When people say, you want to talk about it? Come on, let me just ask. You ever been in so much hurt that you didn't have words? So somebody said, tell me what's going on. I just, and you walking back and forth. Ah. Ah. You didn't been planning a text for several minutes. The little three dots come up several times, but we never get the text. So look at what happens. Job says this. This is what Job says. Job says, watch me. He breaks me with wound upon wound. He wounds at me like a warrior. Shut up. This is crazy. Because notice, he is referring to God. He breaks me. He breaks me. What if your breakdown was really set up? Because look at the definition in Hebrew, language of our Old Testament of the word breaks. It means causes breakthrough. So every time he's wounding you with wound, be more dramatic, with wound upon wound, act like Tony, be more dramatic, wound upon wound. Watch me, while it's breaking you down, 
it's going to be the same thing that causes you to break through. Uh-uh. See, some of y'all won't break through, but you've never been broken. Y'all ain't going to talk. Who can celebrate the areas where God got you on the flow like I? And here's the trip about wounds. In one area, you can be winning, but in another area, you're wounded. This is the dichotomy that introduces a very unique tapestry of the vicissitudes that you and I face in our everyday existence because how is it that in one area of my life, I'm on top of the world, dominating, I'm winning, but in another area, he's got me on my face. Because, look, he says he breaks me, but this is what causes breakthrough. Look at the next definition, it's on the screen, and growth. God says, in order to get you to grow, I have to first take you low. Greatness doesn't go on sale. Greatness doesn't have, you can't get the gold C coupon book for this. Groupon don't work for this. Elbow somebody next to you say, I see greatness on you. If they, if they didn't say it real legit, I just need you to get a teaspoon of hood in you and find you somebody else with an attitude and say, greatness is on you. I, you can't see it, that's fine. I'll find somebody else that does. You ain't the only one in the building. Watch me. He causes breakthrough, growth, watch me, and increase. So watch me. Here's what God says. Before I increase you, I first decrease you. Like, like this is the formula. Like God does math different. You add and he's subtracting. You multiply and he dividing. Watch me. Then he runs at me. Somebody say, he's running at me. He runs at you like a warrior. Run, God. He runs at you. She was so ready at that 915. Now do that elbow move. Do that elbow move. Bam. More dramatic. Come on, I'll do the sound effect. Ready? Let's go. One, two, three. Bam. Like, look. He runs at me. So, Lord, I'm already down. I already am being antisocial. I'm already not feeling like being bothered with nobody. Y'all ain't gonna talk. I'm already feeling defeated. I'm already, I'm already wounded. And then here you come, God, running at me. Why? Because God says we don't have too much time to get this done. I need this process to hurry up. And for some of you, the reason it's so much happening at one time is because God says, I need this process to speed up. You're taking too long. He runs at me like a warrior. Listen, God finds you in a wounded place, and then he comes at you like a warrior. Can I be honest with you? Some of you all, you want sympathy. You're too grown for that. I'm just a single mama. You ain't the only one. I'm just a single daddy. You're not the only one. Well, people have done me wrong. And listen, that must mean you're somebody. You don't betray somebody that's not blessed. Let's go. He runs at me like a warrior. Watch me. Look, look at this. Runs in Hebrew, the language of the Old Testament, it actually means, watch me, dual meaning. Not only does he run at me, but watch me. It literally means he's guarding me. He's literally guarding me. Watch this. Because this is between me and God. God says, I locked your enemy out. The reason you haven't been able to rebuke this is because you can't rebuke God. Who am I talking to? The reason you've not been able to pray this away is because you cannot pray God away. The reason you ain't been able to fast this away is because you can't fast God away. God says, this is between me and you. I'm, I'm guarding you from the enemy, but watch me. I'm also guarding you from yourself. 
Because when you're wounded, it's easy to become self-destructive. When you're wounded, it's easy to reach out to people you already know don't mean you're good. When you're wounded, it's easy for you to get connected to the wrong stuff, get connected to the wrong situations. It's easy for you to do that. Jesus, it's easy for you to do that. Watch me. Say, he's protecting me from myself. Watch me. He comes at me like a warrior. Now, I need you to pay attention. He comes at me like a champion. That's what it means in Hebrew. Or a chief. He, he, he calls you that when you're down there like that. You're not listening. See, stand up. Stand up, Joe. See, here's what you want. Here, take this like you're a warrior. Come on. See, you want to be a warrior like this here. Like you, this is what you want. You, you never want to have wounds. You never like feeling weak. You never like feeling like somebody got the best of you. But God says, listen, I'm coming at you. Watch me. And I'm calling you a warrior. I'm calling you a chief. I'm calling you a, look, she in character now. She was ready for that 915. When you're down here. He calls you that when you look like that. 15, I need y'all to get on the bus with me. Look, God says, listen, listen. He says, I know you're wounded right now, but I need you to handle this like a champ. I know you're frustrated right now, but I need you to handle this like a champ. I know you want to go off right now, but I need you to handle this like a champ. Because when I came at you, I came at you like a champion. I came at you like a chief. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm going to handle it like a champ. So this is chapter 16. We, we, we get to chapter 42. <clears throat> because what hurt him deepest, it ended up helping him most. Say, so here's his help. Here's his help. All right, all right. This is where you're at, Job 42.1. Then Job answered the Lord. Stand up, Job. Then Job answered the Lord and said, watch me. He says, I know you can do everything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Lymphatine? Y'all got one more time. Look, look. In other words, Job was successful. Job had money. Job had a, a, a spouse. Job had stuff. But he never really believed. That God could do everything. See, there's a lot of Christians that aren't believers. He said, I know you can do everything. Can I get you to shout everything? everything? And that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. What does this mean? Everything Job just went through wasn't even about Job. It was God's purpose for him, which means this was bigger than Job. Can I help some of you? I, I know it hurt you, but can I be honest? It's bigger than you because you're about to help some people that have been through the same thing that you've gone through. Can I get you to release worship for three seconds? Watch me. That is bigger than you. Go. Three. Two. Come on, somebody say, it's bigger than me. Say it, say, it's bigger than me. He says, I know now that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. Look at the next verse. It says this, before, therefore, I've uttered what I did not understand. He said, Lord, this whole time I've been saying stuff. Can I tell you something? Here's, here's the danger, is you think you know something. You ever met somebody that was a know-nothing, know-it-all? If you ever met them, you're them. Don't know nothing, but they know everything. 
They trying to tell you the answer to everything. You do this, you try this, you do this, you do this, and then you look at their life and you're like, where's your fruit though? Job was that way. Job, Job thought he knew everything. And sometimes it takes wounds to reveal where you're not wise. So look what Job says. Therefore, I uttered what I did not understand. Look at the next verse. I uttered what I did not understand. So look at this. Job says, I said a lot of stuff I had no business saying. Say, Father, forgive me for saying what I should not have said, speaking what I should not have spoken. Because here's what you said, God, why is this happening to me? God, I went to church four times. Watch me. God, I give. God, I serve. I understand if she going through it. But, Lord, I'm doing right. Why am I going through it? Okay, y'all going to get quiet? He says, listen to me, watch me, please, and let me speak. Now, this is Job saying this is what the Lord said to him. And I don't believe that this is how the Lord said it. I believe Job cleaned it up for us because God ain't no punk. So, so I don't see God saying, please, let me speak. He told Peter, he said, look, get behind me, Satan, you the devil. I, I think he really like, Job, would you shut up for a minute, please? Because while you run in your mouth because you're addicted to hearing yourself, you're running your mouth because you're addicted to likes and shares on social media. And you call it social proof, but God says it's foolishness to me. You talking but ain't saying nothing. He says, let me speak. Watch me. And you said, I will question you and you shall answer me. Look at the next verse. Watch this. He says, I've heard of you by the hearing of the ear. He said, I heard about you. I heard about you from Bishop. I heard about you from my mom and them. I heard about you from my cousin them. I heard about you from the messages. He says, but now. Somebody say, but now. But now my eyes see you. Wait a minute. I couldn't see you until I was hurt. I couldn't hear you until I was hurt. Because what hurts deepest is actually about to help you most. Somebody say, it's helping me. So look, verse 6. Therefore, I abhor myself. He said, I'm frustrated with me, and I repent in dust and ashes. See what we're about to do? 11.15. This is where, look, at the 9.15, we, we couldn't get this where we got. I need you to lay, lay one of your hands on yourself. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I repent for the things I said I should not have said, for the things I uttered I should have never uttered because I was hurt, because I was wounded. Instead, what hurt me deepest, I declare, is helping me most in Jesus' name. So watch me. I, I didn't put the rest of the chapter because I knew that would have been, been the coup de grace. We would have ended there. I didn't put the rest of the chapter there. But if you keep reading, the Bible says, and Job, this man, he ended up getting double. All that he previously had before. And what he got at the end was better than what he had. All right, let me prophesy. First Samuel 3, 19. And the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. What you do between October and December of this year are going to be far better than the first nine months of this year. If you believe that, I need you to put a response on that. Go. Somebody say November's going to be better. December's going to be better. Thank you all. Look. Okay, now I can get to the next one. Hurt. So let's look at Noah. Noah was hurt. I'm going to show you something that you've never seen before. 
Noah was hurt. Genesis 8 and 5. In the 10th month. Some of y'all, some of y'all can't speak the King's English. In the 10th month. I hope you're sitting on a road that's about to get free today. I hope you're sitting on a road whose name is about to be brought up. I hope you're sitting on a road whose debt's about to be canceled. I hope you're sitting on a road that's about to turn what the enemy meant for evil and about to turn it for good. Look. In the 10th month, on the first day of this month, this whole month series is Proverbs, wisdom. When did we start it? The first of the month. I saw something I couldn't see before. Watch me. In the 10th month, I saw something I could not see before. In the 10th month, I saw something I couldn't see before. In the 10th month, I saw something. I, I hope you ain't sitting next to no. In the 10th month, I saw something I didn't see before because I could see the top of the mountain. I couldn't see that in the ninth month. I didn't see that in the eighth month. Didn't see that in the seventh month. But open your mouth and say, but I see it now. And prophesy saying, it's getting ready to happen. What did he see? What did he see, 15? Let's go, because I don't just need you to be inspired. I need you to also be informed. He said he saw the tops of the mountains. Now remember Noah, in case you don't know, Noah builds an ark. He builds an ark for rain. They'd never seen rain. He builds for something he'd never seen before. Listen to me. Some of you all are like, this was dumb. I wasted this time. I shouldn't have gone to college for this. I shouldn't have did this. I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have did that. Mm -mm. God's not going to waste anything. <laughs> Everything you've done up to this point in your life is going to be used in your next. People saying, Noah, you look dumb. D Noah was like, I bet you out there swimming, though. You don't, it doesn't make sense to you, but I wasn't building this for you. It doesn't make sense the reason why I am the way that I am, but I'm not me for you. It, in the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. These are the mountains of Ararat. Now remember, Noah builds this ark, and then for 40 days, the Bible says that the aquifers of the earth open up. There's, there's more water that we do not see than what we see in our oceans that's under the earth. Not only do the aquifers open, but then the Bible says it rains. And when it rains, it's like a Florida rain. You ever been in Florida where it rained and you were like, this is the end. This is it. It's over. I was in, I was in um, uh, um, Tampa one time preaching, and they took me on this bridge between Tampa and St. Petersburg. And the bridge, like, it's two lanes and ocean. Now, I'm not about that life. I'm not. I'm not. That's not my thing. I know, oh, I'm in the water. Look. <laughs> no. And so it starts raining. It's just splashing. And my driver, my driver, you, you know, uh, bless her heart, she wasn't aggressive enough for me. Because she just stopping, and I'm like, I need you to drive. I'm not trying to go out like this. This water looks like it's about to take this thing down. Like it was a Florida rain. Pay attention. But so, so watch me. For 40 days, it's raining. The earth floods. And watch me. Look, look at what Noah says. Genesis 8, 5. In the 10th month, he is able to see the tops of the mountains. Pay attention. Now, this is what's significant about this. Because while Noah's building the ark, he looks dumb. People are criticizing him. People are telling him this is stupid. But he was building something, 
and preparing for something he'd never seen before. Stop asking God to do a new thing, yet you're preparing for something old. I'm coming for your rope. Stop asking God, Lord, just do something fresh. Well, to do something fresh, I need you to be fresh. So listen, he sees the tops of the mountains of what? Ararat. Now watch me. Here's what Ararat means in Hebrew. You ready? Pain, sorrow, and hurt cause me to be great. Levitin. In the 10th month, he sees the top of pain, sorrow, and hurt cause me to. Let me back that thing up. I was crying over it the first nine. I felt picked on the first nine. I felt like a victim the first nine. But in the 10th month, pain, sorrow, and hurt calls me to be great it wasn't your education it was your pain your sorrow and your hurt it wasn't your friends it was your pain your sorrow and your hurt jesus the flood forced noah to the mountaintop the flood forced noah to the mountaintop. It killed everybody else. And what was killing people, I rode it to the mountaintop. Let me see if I can come at it another way. The pandemic. I ain't playing with y'all no more. Let me try y'all. The pandemic forced Noah to the mountaintop while it was taking other people out. It pushed me up. Open up your mouth and say the flood pushed me to the top. What is a mountaintop? It means achieving the best. All right. All right. Come on. Come on, Lemon 15. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Twitch. Let's go. In other words, what I thought was supposed to be the end. This is what the Bible says. When the enemy comes in like a... The Lord does what? Lifts. You'll catch it. You, you, you got it. The Lord lifts up a standard. Who's the standard? I am. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm the standard that he lifted up in the midst of a flood. Say, I'm about to do my best. Live my best. Be my best. Watch. Watch. Pay attention. For 40 days, there's 40 days of flooding from above and below. Pay very close attention to this. Because I don't just need you excited. It's good to be excited. But, but I need you to understand the process. How long did it flood? 
40 days. How long before the water began to abate? 150 days. The trauma has been over. I got a mic throwing spirit. Listen. The trauma has been over. The aftermath is what you've been dealing with. See, you knew the relationship had been over. It's the aftermath you've been dealing with. You knew that they had already betrayed you. It's the aftermath. See, the trauma was only 40 days. Dealing with the trauma was 110. Pay attention. It takes double and a half just to deal with the trauma. Not precisely, but close enough. It took 150 days for the water to begin to abate, to begin to subside. Pay attention. Look, 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 look. For many people, see, what hurts you, they set this up for something else, but I walked in here on Thursday, I said, oh, cool, I'm going to use this. Um, um, see, this is, where we, this is where God trying to get you. Look at this line. I mean, he's strong. Look like he's about to roar. You know what I'm saying? Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Elbow somebody said, you ain't no punk. Matter of fact, I rebuke every piece of punk that's up. What do you mean by punk, Bishop? Where you're scared of uh, and you're fearful and you're so, oh, I'm hurt. No, man, you about to come up and you about to be strong. Prophesy to the lion and the person next to you. Say, there's a lion in you. All right, look, 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 look. So this... This, though, I want you to pay attention. Look, see, this is what we're trying to get to. What hurt you deepest helped you most. Look, he got a crown on. He's got a scepter. He's got lunch. I've never seen a lion obsessed with the opinion of a sheep. Or for those of you who want to be more deep and spiritual, the lion and the lamb. But I see him as lunch. Listen. <laughs> All right, so you got, you got this, this, this line back here. This is where we're trying to go. But look, he's hurt right now. Look, he's supposed to be in an upright position. But now he's laid down. Because when you stay stuck in your wounds, watch me, you begin to wallow. See, what hurts you can either help you or hinder you. And for some of you, you've been letting it hinder you. I can't do this because it is. I can't do that because of that. I can't do this because of that. And God says, listen, you're literally in a prison. Come here. You're literally in a prison. Now, look, it's a nice prison. The bars are gold. You don't even understand. Even your hurt is nice. Some of y'all will catch it later. Even when they do disrespect you, they still call you Dr. Foreman. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. What's me? Look, 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 look. Here's the problem. See, this can hurt you or hinder you. And here's the problem. You're literally in a prison that only has one wall. Because all you have to do is walk around and make the decision that I'm not staying in a place of hurt anymore. I'm not staying in a place of being wounded. Watch me. I'm not staying in a place of being disappointed. It didn't go the way that I wanted, but I'm going to take what I got and make the best out of it. So look. 
So it took 150 days for the water to abate, to subside. Some of you, watch me, you, it literally happened when you were 22. You're 41 now. Is that you? I got the ghost. Look, I like this 1115. I like that energy. Come on. That's how some of y'all need to do with your future. I'm, I wish a few of y'all had just a teaspoon of hood. Just, just a, you ain't got to have that much. Just enough to walk up on the enemy and say, you had me scared. I ain't scared no more. You had me fearful. I'm not fearful anymore. You had me wallowing in my womb. But I'm not wallowing anymore. It took 150 days for the water to abate. That hurt. That's the hurt. Literally, the mountains he lands in are named. Go back to Ararat. The mountains he's, he lands in, they are literally named pain, sorrow, and hurt. Cause me to be great. You've never heard this before. I know you haven't. So don't sit in me like, yeah, that's good, Bishop. But you ain't know nothing. Say, but here's his help. Genesis 8.20. Then Noah, watch me, he gets out of the ark. <laughs> Some of you, you've been in survival mode. Mm -hmm. See, the, the ark was needed to survive. But that ship is no longer needed on the other side. You about to come out of your survival mentality. Say your first and last name. Say you're not in survival mode anymore. Say you're in thrive mode. The ark was good to protect me, but now I'm on the other side. Then, then Noah comes out, and what does the Bible say? He builds an altar to the Lord. So what did Job do? Job's help was that it made him repent. He got double. Noah's help was that it made him build an altar. Watch me. A place of sacrifice. A place of sacrifice. Listen, we live in a time where people want success with no sacrifice. You see people on uh, social media and you think, God, dog, can I help some of y'all? You literally have to pose to post. Maybe... Maybe we from the South. Maybe we understand what I just said. You from the South too? Okay. You literally have to pose to post. Now, I'm not knocking it, but some of y'all still ain't got the point. Which means I'm literally posing as if it is something so that I can post it to make you think it's something. And consequently, many people, you have this image of success. I was talking to somebody the other day, they were like, well, I deserve success. I said, Why? I paid my dues. I said, well, evidently you ain't got what you want, so you need to pay some more. I said, evidently the, the level you want to achieve costs more than what you were willing to pay. Because if you ain't got it yet, evidently there's still an outstanding bill. So watch. He builds an altar. He builds a place of sacrifice. Look, look at the screen. He builds a place of sacrifice. Watch me. And offered burnt offerings to the Lord. Okay, if you've been around for a month and a half, 
You remember what we just did at the beginning of the new spiritual year? Sacrifice. So, so Noah, so Job repents and he gets double. Noah sacrifices. And let's see what Noah gets. Go to the next scripture. Watch me. So God blessed Noah and his sons. We just sang that song, The Blessing. And it's not going to stop at you. It's going to go to your children. Some of y'all ain't got kids. You got nieces, nephews, cousins. Somebody say, and the Lord blessed. Say your name. Watch me. For some of you don't have kids, watch me. And the Lord bless you and your business. And the Lord bless you and your project. And the Lord bless you and your venture. And the Lord bless you and your next. So Job has to repent. Noah has to build an altar. See, I, I laid out lamb chops play along. <laughs> Fun things is all we ever do. Yeah, it's lamb chops play along with kids. Y'all don't know this? Y'all need to read y'all's Bibles. I'm just playing. All right, Do you know what sacrifice means? I give up what I want now for what I want most. I'm going to just let that sit on you. God says, it's not a sacrifice when you want it to. It's only a sacrifice when you didn't want to and you disciplined yourself to do it. Every sacrifice, God says, it will be rewarded. So here it is, and I'm going to get to this last one and then we out of here. Because they got this cake outside. They think they're going to let y'all eat. That cake is too nice for y'all to be eating. You're going to look at it and pray. You're going to sacrifice. <laughs> listen. Listen. You ready? Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. For those of us where you have lived a life of sacrifice, where most people never saw your sacrifices, when you live like nobody else, you get to live like nobody else. So if you've sacrificed anything over the last 12 months, I'm about to give you 10 seconds to release another sacrifice of praise because he's about to bless your sacrifice. If you ain't sacrificed nothing, hush. If you ain't sacrificed nothing, sit there and look crazy. But if you sacrifice something, seven, six, you sacrifice your time, sacrifice your energy, sacrifice your money. You weren't living like everybody else. You kept yourself together. You forgave and didn't want to forgive. Say, Lord, honor my sacrifice. Last guy. Last guy, Paul. Paul, I couldn't finish this. 915. Paul, here's Paul's hurt. 2 Corinthians 12, 7. We out. 2 Corinthians 12, 7. I want you to see his hurt. Unless I should be exalted or conceited above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me. 
a messenger of Satan to buffet me. This ain't no buffet. This is a buffet. Watch me. Lest I be exalted above measure. Let's break this verse down real fast and we out of here. Unless I should be conceited. See, some of you, you good and you know you good and that's the problem. Like, you already know you ain't average. Matter of fact, that's why some of you had a trouble living in Denver because you can't deal with the spirit of average. The spirit of a settler. The spirit of I'm just satisfied. But open your mouth and say, but there's more. Look, and that's the problem. Paul had all these great revelations. Paul, Paul goes to the third heaven. Paul sees what's happening in there. Like, Paul has all these great revelations. He writes two-thirds of the New Testament. Paul is the man, and that's the problem. He knows he's good. Some of y'all know you can sing, and that's your problem. You know you, watch me, you know you can produce, and that's your problem. Okay. You know you're bigger than your zip code, and that's your problem. You know you're bigger than 14100 East Jewel Avenue. And unless I should be exalted above measure due to the abundance of my revelations of thorn. Here's what thorn means in Greek, the language of my New Testament. It means discomfort. Whoa. Irritation. Whoa. Something producing pain. I want you to pay attention to what Paul says. Watch me. He says, this thorn was given to me. Okay. Uh uh. Uh uh. Somebody, if y'all get it, then we can move quick. When you don't say nothing, I don't think you understand. Watch me. I didn't ask for this. I didn't even ask to be good. I didn't ask for the revelations. I didn't ask to be called. I didn't ask to be chosen. But look, this thorn, now, now watch how dramatic. This thorn, <laughs> see? Was given to me. A messenger of Satan. Lest I be exalted above measure. So watch me, it produces pain, but then watch me. Simultaneously, look what the Bible says, a painful blow. You've, watch me, because some of you only thought it was a thorn. It was a thorn and a thump. <laughs> Lest I be exalted above measure. He says, this thing is designed to kill my pride and my arrogance. Because sometimes when you're good, you'll question why you got to go through the gutter. Look at verse 8. We got to go. Let's go. Verse 8. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times. How many times? Trace. That's all I got for you. Trace Tamos. How you? I know Trace. No, no, no. Y'all know I speak Southern Spanish. Trace, TM Post, cool. Trace, TM Post. 
nachos, tacos. Let's go. That's the joke, y'all. So don't don't be the bishop. That's culturally insane. Look, hush. Sit there and receive. That's the joke. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord. Watch me. I begged the Lord. I got on my knees to pray. I ran to the altar when Bishop said, get to the altar. I'm on every Monday night prayer. I sow every seed. I sow up the serve. I pleaded with the Lord, please, please, please. Take this from me. I don't want this, which I only got because of a call I didn't ask for either. I'm finna talk now. The only reason I got this is because of a call you gave me and I didn't ask for that one. Am I talking to anybody? This is three times I pleaded with the Lord that it might depart from me. Look at verse 9. Here's his help. Somebody say, here's his help. Look at verse 9. Here's his help. Here's his help. And he said to me, here's what some of y'all want. My son, I know you've been going through. I, I, listen, I know you tired of dealing with them ninjas. Ninjas is a Hebrew word. Now, don't push me because I'm already close to the edge. If you push me, I'm crossing it. <laughs> Look, here's what you want. Oh, come here. Oh, oh come here. Oh, oh, come here. Oh, baby, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I know you go. I know it. I know it. Hey, ooh, ooh, I know it. You want them to rock you and shake you and shake you and rock you and rock you and shake you and shake you and rock you. You know what God does? He don't do none of that. Do you know what he does? What you crying for? My grace is enough for, say your name, you. Because when you are weak like that, my strength is made perfect in you. In other words, I could take it, but I won't because what's hurting you deepest is actually helping you the most. Somebody shout, it's helping me. Like, this hurts. God, don't you care? D don't you care? I asked the Lord, can I get, can I get real for real? I said, Lord, you see how African-American people are treated in this nation. I said, sir, and yet we are the highest people group that worship you, honor you, are faithful to you. See, some of y'all ain't ready for I said, Lord, what's up? He said, well, son, what hurt y'all deepest is what's helping y'all most. Because there's not a Brazilian people like y'all on the planet that can go through slavery, go through abuse, go through Jim Crow, go through the last guy that was saying, y'all ain't saying nothing to me, and still be strong. 
if you don't know you're my chosen people, when you gonna figure it out? Wasn't intending to go there. Y'all know we love everybody. In case you ain't seen. He said, that's why y'all have a strength. That no matter what's thrown at you, you keep coming to the top. Even when they try to treat you less than, let me just speak now. Since y'all ain't go, even when they try to treat you less than, and you got to deal with racism, and you got to deal with issues, that's why you keep winning. That's why you keep coming to the top. What's holding you deepest is helping you most. And it's about to be a turnaround. What was last is about to become first. What was first is about to be last. Mark my words. I don't know why I went there. Let's go. So look, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Verse 9. Verse 9. He said to me, my grace is sufficient. You good? But Lord, I don't feel good. I was having a little complaining moment the other day. I called Bishop Bright, vice chairman of our board of directors. I was having a little complaining moment, and I wanted him to, to jump in the complaint with me. I'm like, Bishop, I was like, I've been done. I wanted him to jump in with me. He said, so, I said, I can tell you for the, he says, so, help me understand something. I said, here we go. Because we do this for one another. You need friends that will let you talk and then check you. I pray your circle shift to where they, they'll let you talk and then they'll be like, yeah, so what are we going to do about it, though? Here it is. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. And so, and so, and so, and so, you know, I'm just sitting there complaining about my thorn. Complaining about my thorn. I said, Bishop. I said, Bishop, and I was giving him all these excuses. He said, so, he said, but it's, but it's working. He said, hasn't this been a record-breaking year? I said, it has. He said, but it's working. I said, well, this is taking this and this and that. He says, but, but didn't we save X on this and didn't we do this? He says, but it's working. He says, so I'm just confused. Where's the complaint? For some of you that when you honestly look back at what you've been complaining about, the truth is while you're complaining, it's still working. You're complaining that you're a single mama, but baby, you ain't like no meals. Your kids got everything they need. It's still what You're complaining you're a single dad, but it's still what You're complaining about your job, but you just got promoted. It's... We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Look, 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 Verse 9. He said, you good. Let's look at the last part of the verse. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He said, you've been complaining about this. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to be like Pops from Boomerang. Reverse it. <laughs> can, you, can you just do it with me? 11, 15, do the hand movement. One, two, three. Reverse it. See, don't you get whipped by that thorn. 
you got to reverse it. You whooped that thorn. Whatever. He says, instead of complaining about it, I'm about to celebrate it. In other words, I'm about to be, watch me, I'm going to be excited about my thorn. I'm going to be excited about, right, I got it done with the thorn. I accomplished it with the pain. Because what hurt me deepest actually helped me most. Look at verse 10. We out. This last verse. Ain't no more verses. That's it. So I need you to get it. Therefore, look at this one. I take pleasure. I take pleasure. Here's what that means in Greek. I think good. In other words, God, I'm glad you chose me for this. I'm glad you picked me for this. I'm glad you trusted me with a thorn. That's me. I'm willing to deal with it. Because you're never going to come from behind that single wall prison until you are willing to deal with it. I don't want to talk about it. I, I rebuke you who ignore problems. I rebuke you sweeping stuff under the rug. Ain't no more room under there. Then it means, look at this last part, I approve of it. Ooh. I have, watch me. Paul said, I approve of my thorn now. I used to say, why did I have it? Nah, I care like a badge. It's part of my testimony. So people will look and say, how did you do that with that? How did you not have a team you needed, but you still found a way to win the game? In infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. Paul, 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 said, Paul said, I'm good. You stressed? I'm good. You in need? I'm good. Watch me. For Christ's sake, look at that part. For when I am weak, elbow somebody and say, You needed it. For when I am weak, then. Y'all, we done. But I just need you to get to your then. For when I am weak, then. Come on, y'all. When I am weak, then. 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 I am strong. Here it is. Everybody stand on your feet. Everybody stand on your feet. It hurt deep. Thank you. But it helped most. There's some of you, you're under the sound of my voice right now. You have not come over to this side. You're not over here yet. You're still back here. Looking away. <laughs> Can't even hear the word today. Because you're stuck in hurt. What you mad for? Can't even... Can't even, can't even follow the instructions from the man of God because you're so wounded. You can't follow instructions. Can you hear me? My only assignment today is to get you on the other side 
to where you over here. For those of you right now who in the last few weeks you've had some acute hurt, acute pain. What does that mean, Bishop? Recent. I need you to lift your hand right now. I need you to lift your hands and leave them up for a moment. Father, in Jesus' name, I cover every individual with their hands lifted in this building and online. And Father, I pray that what has hurt them deepest, that it would help them most. I declare they will not wallow or stay hindered in their hurt, but they would rise up from their hurt in Jesus' name. For those of you with your hands lifted, say, Lord, I release what has hurt me, what has wounded me right now in Jesus' name. Here's what I need you to do. Take those lifted hands, get your phone, or get you a piece of paper. If, if you've done with some acute hurt, or get you a piece of paper. You're going to write what it is, and you're going to come lay that at this altar. Online, you're going to type it in the chat. But those you say, Bishop, I ain't dealt with no acute hurt, then cool. Then just pray for those who have. Pray for those that have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need you to write what the hurt was. Whatever it was, I need you to write it. I need you to write it or type it in your phone. If you type it in your phone, you're going to come tap the altar with it. If you wrote it, you're going to come leave it at this altar. At home, on our, on our app, on our channel, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitch, on all of these different platforms, you're going to type it in the chat. You're going to type it in the chat. And you're going to do it quickly. I need you to move and move quickly. I need you to move and move quickly. And when you tap it or you drop it, just say, I release it. 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 Not staying there. Won't stay stuck. I release it. I'm on the other side. I'm in chapter 42. I'm on the other side. I release it. Now, if you released it, you can't pick it back up. Say, so I'm done with it. If you're in this building or online, here's about eyes closed. If you're in this building or online, you can be seated or you can remain standing. If you're in this building or online, you need to become a Christian for the first time. This is your moment. God's coming to get you today. You're literally not watching me or you're not in this building by accident. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, this is your moment to come back to the Lord. He's not mad at you. He's not trying to beat you up. He's not trying to beat you down. He loves you and he loves you. Watch me unconditionally. Somebody say he loves me unconditionally. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or like Bishop, I just need to be sure. I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. If any of those three of you, on the count of three, I want you to throw your hand up or online, do the hand with the emoji, say, it's me. One, God's coming to get you. No guilt, no condemnation, no same. Two, this is your moment. Do not miss it. Be sure today. One, two, three. If that's you, throw that hand up. I see you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. Church, celebrate the hands in this building, the hands out in the vestibule. Celebrate the hands that are online. I said celebrate Sunday, 15. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you 
for your love for me. Because of this belief, because of this confession, this is my first time praying this. I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. What hurt deepest actually helped most. Say, I'm glad it happened. I needed it. In the 10th month. I see my way out of it. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you just pray that prayer for the first time, text that word decision to the phone number on the screen or scan the QR code that's on the screen. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the whoa with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's.